Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Mental Health Challenges podcast. I'm your host, Evan Transu, aka Mr. Health Coach Ev. If this is your first time tuning into the podcast, just a little background, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in first and foremost, but um, a little background on myself. I am a speaker in the mental health space, uh, author of a book called Overcoming Mental Health Challenges, How I Resolved 13 Years of Mental Health Issues Naturally, and I am a functional health coach with a few different certifications, and what I do with that certification is I really help guide people through a functional perspective for, uh, you know, their health issues, primarily mental health issues, but some physical stuff as well. I wanted to get on here today because, well, to be honest, you know, I had some editing issues and I thought that was really interesting because I was kind of doing this last minute and I had been thinking about doing a podcast like this, but I wasn't sure where to implement it because I have all these great interviews right now that, you know, I wanted to get out there and, I was like almost thankful that that happened because I was like, okay, maybe this is just something that needs to be shared. People need to hear this tonight or, you know, anytime they're listening to this really. But I wanted to talk about coronavirus and some of the things that are going on in the world, how it's affecting us, what I'm doing to, you know, prevent going down kind of a into a darker place with all of this going on because this is something, you know, I'm recording this in June of 2020. A lot of things, depending on where you are in the world, are opening up, right? Now there's huge discrepancies between places. We have places like New Zealand, and it's very interesting. I was just on a Toastmasters meeting the other night, and we had someone from New Zealand in our meeting, believe it or not. So he was there, and they actually, from my understanding, they're still completely like good to go now. Like they, Or excuse me, what I'm saying is they are completely good to go now. And when I say still, I mean they were checking to see if any new cases would pop up, but from my understanding as of over a week ago, you know, they've been good. It's zero cases of coronavirus, so of course they don't have any international travel going on or anything like that, but they do have, hey, we can pretty much go back to normal at least within our own country. So there is huge discrepancies because then there's places like Pennsylvania where we still have, everyone's wearing masks everywhere. A lot of businesses are still shut down. You know, my family has businesses that are shut down. So I would certainly not consider this back to normal. And I don't think anywhere in the U.S. specifically is back to normal yet. But what's cool is, you know, it's not like it's the majority of our audience, but it's been interesting looking at some of the analytics because I know we have people listening from all different types of countries. So I'd like to, I've never done this before, but I would like to do this. I'd be happy to invite you to leave a 30 to 60 second voice memo if you would like. Um, just talking about maybe what your experience has been throughout all of this and what's going on in your country in terms of, you know, how mental health is related to all of this, um, from what you're seeing. So I'd be happy to post those after I check them out. Um, if anyone wants to do something like that, so that's cool. I think the easiest way to do that is just to be on anchor.fm slash OMHC. So overcoming mental health challenges, right? Just as an acronym, um, But I think you can do it right there. You could send it in. I can check them out and then put them on. I've never done that before. So I encourage you guys to do so. It can be recorded on a phone or something simple. Not a big deal to me. Anyway, I'd like to get into a little more of, you know, what's going on in our area, what I'm seeing, and then some tips that people can apply, hopefully, to, um, you know, really deal with what's going on right now and just moving forward, how we're going to deal with it. And then also I wanted to talk about, and you know what, I actually might touch on this first because I think this is important. Let's talk about, to start this off, the fact that so many people who have not necessarily realized 
that they are dealing or have been dealing with a mental health issue or issues for a while, you know, that's coming to the surface for them right now. I'm getting calls from people and they're like, you know what, dude, I think I've had this for a while and I just was able to kind of repress it with all of the you know, things that I do in my life. I work a lot or, you know, I'm always hanging out with friends or I'm always busy and it makes me not have to address my mental health. And I really appreciate the honesty of the people who have shared that with me. And I think it's something that's happening at a much larger scale than just mental health. It certainly is happening with mental health, right? Again, I people are calling me. I know for a fact that they're dealing with that type of thing. And I know we're seeing that. But I think this is happening in a sense of this awareness, this hyper-awareness that's happening on our issues, if you will, on more than just mental health stuff. You know, I've had things in my own life where I'm analyzing, you know, what, what am I shooting for? What am I going for? Um, you know, it wasn't really mental health related, but just looking at different things that maybe I hadn't taken a time or a second to slow down and take the time to look at it at uh, in a different lens for a while now. So it, it's huge just to see what's happening and what's stirring up when we all have to press the pause button on our life. And to be fair, of course, not everyone has... I don't know if luxury is the right, right word because I think by now we're all pretty convinced, um, myself fully included in that, that the pausing of life is not necessarily a good thing for humans. <laughs> I don't think that's a good thing for our human health by, uh, by any means. Um, but, you know, a lot of people have, obviously. The unemployment rate was really high at one point. Um, a lot of the world was completely shut down. Let's just be real about it. And when we're in those moments where we're forced to not do anything, we get in these moments of reflection. And I, I think it's weird because I was talking to my friend about this the other day and we were talking about it in a more positive note, right? We do things like meditation. And during meditation, when you allow that stillness, you try to look at different areas of your life and different parts of yourself, but you try to do it without judgment. The problem with the pandemic is, you know, this isn't a conscious practice. So things are being stirred up, old emotions, old habits, things that we have not healed in ourselves. They're coming up and, you know, they're here to stay, right? Like they're not going to go away. Um, and they're not coming up in a necessarily nice way, like certain things do with meditation, right? We talked about, or I just talked about it being a non-judgmental experience when we're having something come up with our mental health um, or any area of our life we need to work on or improve in a meditation. But this is a little different. You know, you might be hanging in your room by yourself. You're bored out of your mind. You got, you know, all right, I did everything I could possibly do today and I got nothing else really left. And, and these intrusive thoughts are coming in. So I definitely hear you. I definitely feel you. Uh, I am lucky in the sense that I don't think it's, you know, I try to do my best all the time at just relentlessly working on personal development, but but I'm not immune to it. You know, I've had moments like this in the pandemic where, again, I, I'm analyzing, you know, for me, it's been specifically around like what I'm shooting for, what the goals are. Um, and I've had a huge reflection on things like money and just a lot of different topics. So it's been, it's been really interesting for me, but I know people with mental health wise, it's like, you know, a lot of people are walking around anxious. A lot of people are walking around somewhat depressed and maybe it's not these hugely deep things where the person's life is really messed up because of it, but they meet a clinical diagnosis. They could meet, um, you know, the need for a medication or therapy if they went into a doctor's office. These are real things. They're, you know, they have the mental health issue, but clearly mental health is a spectrum. You don't need to be in this space that long to know that. And, um, you know, I think what's happening for a lot of these people is 
it's just it's tough. I mean, maybe they thought, you know, I don't deal with mental health, or maybe they've never even thought about mental health at all because it's not something that connected with them. And then all of a sudden, they're they're realizing when they don't have these distractions in the outside world that whoa, I'm not doing so hot. My advice for these people and when this is happening is to address it right away. And I don't mean that to sound like overly simplistic advice, but one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast, and it's something I've noticed in virtually all, if not actually all, the interviews I've ever done, is that the day that the person realized that they were dealing with mental health issues versus the day that they got help or support for dealing with those mental health issues are two different days and very typically, like 90% of the time, are two days that are way too spread apart. You know, we're not talking a week, we're not talking a month, we're talking a year or multiple years sometimes. One of the core themes I've got from interviewing people over the last year and change is that everyone seems to, it's not a regret necessarily, right? Because we don't wanna live with regrets if we can avoid that. Um, So I'm not saying that they're dwelling on the thought, but it does seem that everyone wishes, hey, why did I not just do something about this earlier? I had to get help anyway. I had to end up talking about these issues. I could not avoid that to get better. So even though that was uncomfortable, it was totally worth it. And if I had to do it now, why would I not just do it a year ago or two years ago or three years ago when this came up? So my my best advice is to take it seriously. Give yourself that permission that, hey, you know, you're allowed to be dealing with something, right? You're allowed to not be perfect right now. And, you know, everything doesn't have to, you don't have to act like everything's perfect. Addressing this stuff quickly is by far the best bet always. I don't care what approach you take. I know I talk about the natural side of things a lot. And the natural side of things is great for a lot of people, but that's not what this is about. I don't care if for you this is going to a psychiatrist or going to a doctor or going to a functional health coach or you know, trying a medication recommended by your doctor, whatever, right? It's just, you got to start that process because mental health, another theme I've noticed is something where there is trial and error, right? Even in my own practice, I, I know this and I tell clients this, I don't sugarcoat this by any means. I'm like, listen, we have a pretty good idea of what's going on. We're going to do some stuff that's probably going to work. And every now and then we're going to mess up and we're going to miss the mark a little bit. It's not going to be hugely je- detrimental, but it's going to take us off course. And then we're going to have to hop back on and figure out where we went wrong. That's not a big problem, right? Um, That happens with medications all the time. People need to try several different medications before they find the right one. Therapists, oh my goodness, this is huge. And I give people a lot of credit when they've tried multiple therapists. Because that's not like just, hey, I'm going to try a new medication. Or, hey, I'm going to try, you know, a different diet. Or uh, maybe utilizing a different supplement. Or trying a different health habit for a while. Those are easy enough, right? And, And simple enough, at least. Going and meeting a new person that you have to kind of pour yourself out to and open up to them and trust them with that, that's tough. So I give a lot of props to people that have done that. But I've heard people on the podcast, you know, I think the one person, if I'm not mistaken, uh, back in, you know, a recording maybe in February was with Serica. And I think she had said something like six or seven different therapists before, you know, she found the right one. And I hope I'm quoting the right person. <laughs> um, but there was definitely somewhere in, in that in that general time frame, January, February, March recordings, that seven different therapists before they eventually found the right one. And then they had been with that one for several years. And I just thought that was amazing. So my point in saying this is, if this is your first time 
well, I shouldn't say it's your first time dealing with this stuff, right? Because obviously you've probably been dealing with it before. But if it's the first time realizing that you're dealing with this stuff, please address it right away. You're not weird. You're not crazy. I am huge on confidentiality. I'm huge on keeping everyone's business private. But it is un... I'll just say this. It's unbelievable to me how many people from, for example, my high school have reached out to me over the years and talked about mental health. When I say it's over 30 or 35, I mean that without exaggeration. And you have to think about the significance of that. I don't mean like a quick high and by type of thing. I mean like a real conversation or hours of phone calls or whatever, right? Like, And there is no pattern within that group of over 30 and it might even be more than that but there's no pattern with it it's not oh it's only the quote-unquote weird kids and i'm not discriminating because that was myself right <laughs> or the quote-unquote nerdy kids or um you know it's it's not like that i've had people that were the most popular people in school people that never uh would have you know i would have associated with during that time that have had the courage to reach out and just talk about these things and i have people that oh my gosh i don't i didn't even realize they knew i existed and i didn't know they existed it was we had a large um high school you know there's about uh, 450 to 550 people somewhere in there per class so it's very easy to not meet someone the entire time that you're there really it's not that uncommon but it's just crazy because they're reaching out and they're like, oh man, I, I went through all this stuff. And, you know, the only reason we even have each other added on social media is because, um, you know, there was, a, there was a time, you know, I'm not sure if it's still like this. It's not like social media has been around that long. But I remember uh, seventh, eighth grade. I'm 24 now. Everyone was just adding everyone, right? It was so weird. It was like you could like add someone that you didn't like them or they didn't like you and you just still did it because that's what everyone did at the time. So I'm not sure if in high school and middle school people just still add each other randomly, but that's what we did, right? So I'm connecting with these people that I've actually never spoken a word to in school or during that time of our lives and we never really talked at all. And then we're having this pretty deep conversation about mental health and I'm expressing that just so people know. I mean, it, you're not weird. There's nothing bad about you if this is your first time dealing with this stuff or realizing that you're dealing with this stuff um it happens it happens a lot that doesn't mean that i'm happy about that i'm not happy in any way that a lot of people are dealing with this and if you've heard this podcast even one or two times before you probably know my thoughts about that i mean i really believe this is largely related to the things that we're doing in our modern lifestyles with our environment with our food with technology but you know, that's a separate conversation that I've had many, many times and we'll have many, many times in the future. But the point is, you don't have to feel bad about this in the sense of being embarrassed or being like, oh, I can't talk about this stuff. No way. Um, you can talk to me. I'll have a conversation with you. I'm not going to, you know, give advice to some random person in the sense of just saying, hey, like, you know, this is what you should do. That's not really my my place. I'll, I'll you know, mention some basic healing stuff from a natural perspective. I think that's fair. And we'll touch on that in the second, actually, on this episode. But um, outside of that, you know, sometimes it's just useful to have the conversation. And then you can get motivation from that specific conversation. And motivation, uh, this guy Zig Ziglar used to say, motivation is like bathing, right? That's why we recommend it daily. <laughs> you know, it, it goes away. It doesn't stick. So you use that motivation to start that conversation with someone that, you know, you could work with to help you and then you don't need the motivation because you already started that process. So um, I know I'm kind of, again, this wasn't a planned podcast by any means. You know, I don't have notes or anything. I'm just kind of going off the top of my head. But my real message is just trying to relate to the people going through this right now. And I, I get it, man, especially if, if I can't even imagine considering how 
much reflection this is forcing upon myself and you know the discomfort that can come when looking at some parts of my own life still and again as someone who is constantly trying to do you know work on himself and engage in personal development and do all this stuff i cannot even imagine how tough it must be if you're like thinking okay like life was okay life was pretty good or good enough and then all of a sudden you realize, wow, you know, I got this going on. And then you keep having to realize it and focus on it for the next several months after that. And who knows how long right now. So I get it. I, I definitely get it. Um, it's tough. And I just really encourage you start that conversation, whatever that means for you. Um, you got to do that before anything else can happen. Everyone's healing journey is going to look different. So that's why it doesn't matter where you go. You just got to go somewhere and start that conversation. As a final point of this episode, I'd love to touch on you know, some of the things that I'm doing just to kind of you know, keep my mental health in check. And you know, I'm lucky. I'm someone that, um, again, through the things that I've done naturally, I really don't deal with many mental health symptoms anymore. But just because I focus on the natural side of things doesn't mean that I am a, you know, immune to a pandemic, right? In fact, I think that makes a lot of sense because what happens during a pandemic? Well, I didn't know before this. I've never been through a pandemic. <laughs> um, I don't think most of the people listening to this probably have. But what happens during that is, you know, we lose a lot of the habits that we once had. These habits are so integrated with our work, habits are integrated with just our normal daily lives. So when this thing or these things get stripped from us, it's just very easy if we go to bed on time to start staying up late. It's very easy if we eat you know, certain foods or eat a certain way, especially if it's for more of a, a vain reason, right? Like if we're trying to maintain our weight or we're trying to, you know, do something for our skin, whatever, um, just trying to look good and we know that certain things affect us, well, maybe we throw those habits away because we're like, ah, oh, whatever, who's going to see me anyway? Um, and unfortunately, you know, that says a lot about our psychology around these things, I think. But it also is not good for us overall because we still are damaging our bodies and, and stuff like that. So I think our habits fall away. We lose a lot of the motivation to stay healthy that even if we know what to do, even if we have the positive habits, um, we lose a lot of the motivation because there is a very powerful and cool thing that comes from being around other humans, right? It's more than just the human connection. There's like a human standard. You know, we want to, there's a fine line between this, right? We don't want to just, you know, take everything that everyone says or thinks of us too literally, but um, it is one of those things where it is, I think it's, there's a reason, I'll say it this way, there's a reason that human beings, um, judges other human beings and there's a reason that we care about what people think again this is a very fine line i don't want to be black and white about this but what i mean is you know we have those things in us and i think it's actually an overall beneficial thing when we use it appropriately you know it's good it keeps us to a certain standard um and losing that for a lot of us i think that's affected many people um again just having to be with ourselves in time of this reflection so this forced reflection like you're getting it whether or not you wanted it um so what am i doing you know I'm maintaining the sobriety that I committed to last year in 2019, and I'm someone that had been pretty sparing with, you know, ever using something like alcohol uh, for the last several years, but I will admit, you know, it was something that I still, when I did use it, it was, I'm, I'm always with family and friends, I'm not being inappropriate, but I mean, you're just getting a little too drunk or, you know, fighting that urge, so I've had to, I'm really glad that I committed to that before something like this, because I wouldn't want the temptation, I'm glad that that's out of my life. And, you know, I don't do those things anymore. Um, another thing that I've been doing, so my point in saying that is, you know, if you're someone that uses drugs or alcohol, I, I highly consider, or I think you should highly consider maybe limiting the use of those things. Um, even if you're otherwise using it, quote unquote, appropriately and, and legally as an adult, whatever, um, 
you know, we got people listening to this all over the country. So, uh, well, technically the world, but it's more the country that this, what I'm about to say would apply to. Yeah, you might be 21 in Denver, Colorado, and you go out and smoke weed every weekend. You go out and drink every weekend. You know, great. If that's what works for you and you're doing it legally, fine. But I, I don't know how much I would recommend those types of things during a moment in time like this. I think this can have a huge impact on us and I think it makes things a lot worse and I think it prevents some of that reflection that we need I think that's why a lot of people use intoxicants not all but a lot of people including myself for sure we use intoxicants to hide from the things that we don't want to address in our life sometimes so definitely not something to be using during a pandemic and I think when we become very laid back with it then you know we're risking people that haven't had a habit before if you will you know, they have a habit now. And you know, we don't want to be drinking every night. We don't want to be smoking weed every day. That's definitely not... I don't think anyone's ever woken up um, and made that the plan for their life that they want to be doing those things on a daily basis. So please be careful with that. The other thing I've been doing, and oh my goodness, if you follow me, you know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it works. And that's why I keep saying it, because people aren't doing it. I'm spending as much time outside as possible. I'm actually taking uh, this... You know, time period to do a two-month camping experiment, and I've had a lot of fun with that so far. I'm about 10 days in. i got 50 more days to go, and then the only time I don't camp is if it's like a thunderstorm that night. I'm not trying to be stupid about it. There's no reason to do that. You know, then I sleep inside, but I've been having a lot of fun with that. I've been feeling really good. Tons of energy in the morning. Um, big smile on my face. I just, I feel really good when I'm out there getting the sun. It's summer in America right now. So, or about to be summer, I guess it's still just late spring, but it already feels amazing. So that's been hugely beneficial to me. Um, watching what I'm eating as well, because this was interesting. I hadn't done this in a while. I noticed that I was kind of switching up some of my eating habits. And now <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm health coach Ev. So a lot of the stuff that I consider suboptimal food would be what the average person would look at is like, are you kidding me? Like that's what you look at is, you know, not so great. Um, but you know, it's just like high sugar foods, things that I don't really need to be eating probably or have no reason to be eating. Um, and that I know probably don't serve me that well overall, but I'll be fully transparent. You know, I've had uh, days like that, probably way too many days like that, where you just are, I'm getting a comfort from um, that snack or that food. So just be careful of stuff like that, right? We never want to become restrictive with the, the food, but we also, I, I always talk about how food affects our mental health. And most people recognize that nowadays. Um, you know, even if it's on a very simplistic level, such as they know that when they go out and eat, you know, some crappy fast food, their anxiety might be worse the next day. They at least have a basic understanding, it seems, of that. But of course, as you know, I talk about it. I mean, that's my career. So I understand that a little deeper than the average person because I'm trying to understand it deeper than the average person. And, you know, I know that, I mean, man, if you're activating some type of food sensitivity you don't know about or you're eating like excitotoxin type ingredients, I mean, you really can be messing yourself up for a lot longer than just the time around that meal. I mean, it could be days, it could be weeks for some people, depending on the level of the sensitivity or what they consumed or how much they consumed. So just be careful with that, please. And I'm trying to do the same myself. So I've done a lot of fasting during this 24-hour fast. I actually, um, in the beginning, uh, with a few buddies and then a, a pretty large group, took the opportunity to do my first 48-hour fast and then my first 72-hour fast. Um, I had fasted in a little longer than 48 before, but never a full 72. Um, and I never really just did, a, okay, I'm going to do 48 exactly and then stop. So I've now gotten tons and tons of 24 and 36 hour fasts under my belt but now a 48 a 62 and a 72 as well so i'm very excited about that and that's just 
I don't know how to describe that, and I'm always careful recommending that because I understand that everyone's at a different level. So you got to be weary of those types of things, right? If you have eating disorders, no, I would never say fast. That's probably not a good idea. Um, and you got to always consult with a doctor. You got to figure out if you're healthy enough to do that. But fasting is a powerful uh, spiritual experience and mental experience and health experience. You feel very good um, mentally. Uh, you feel almost euphoric at certain points in my experience. And there's also something, again, it challenges you, you know, like it's very tough to fast even for 24 hours. When you have your first full calendar day, when you know you're not going to eat, so you know you're going over 24 hours at that point, that that messes with you a little bit mentally. And I think that can help us with a lot of discipline in the other areas of our life. And obviously the other habits we were talking about, such as, you know, um, the stuff with the food, that it that's important. You know, we need to be good at developing habits and we need to be disciplined people to do some of these things. So I think that's definitely worth mentioning. I've had a lot of fun with that. Um, shoot me a message if you'd like to be part of our next group. It's free. We just, we, we go through it. But I'm thinking that's going to be sooner rather than later because it's been a little bit. Um, and I could not believe the response we got last time. I, I've never seen so many people so happy and willing to fast. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Uh, guys, sleep is a huge one. And I think I mentioned that as the first thing, but I went over it a little quick. So forgive me if I did. But, you know, sleep is something I talk about all the time. Getting my circadian rhythm under control was one of the biggest things I did for my mental health. And it is so easy right now to just forget about that and stay up late because you got maybe nothing to do, you know? And now at this point, you're like, I might not have nothing to do for another few weeks. Uh, in the beginning, everyone was maintaining their habits, right? Because we're like, all right, we'll be back to this in two weeks. And then a few months go by and you're just like, oh man, like I can just do whatever I want. Um, I highly encourage you not to do that because again, you're going to affect yourself once the real world does come back. It's pretty certain that it will. Um, and you know, it's, you're not helping yourself. You're not helping yourself physically or mentally. I, I get that habits can be broken um, during times like this. I get that this is a lot easier said than done what I'm talking about, but it's not worth it. You know, it's really not worth it. Um, Warren Buffett has a great quote. He says, the chains of habit are too weak to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. And I was like, wow, the first time that I read that. And you know, it's not just a, oh, pandemic, I'm going to do this. You know, you really could be rewiring your brain. So I, I highly recommend being careful with that just so that you feel the best coming out of this. Um, and you're and you're doing your best. You know, I want that for everyone. So those are some really simple things. You guys know I have this mix, right? I, I try to keep things super simple when I have to. But then, you know, I also get into extremely nerdy science when, when that's called for. And I think today, especially considering some people might be listening that, you know, maybe they're really new to this mental health issue stuff. And they're like, I've never felt this before. I don't know what's going on. I think keeping it simple is the best thing you can do. And I don't want you to allow how simple the message is to make it something that's written off. Like, oh, it can't be that profound. No, when people do this stuff, actually, it, it really is profound. Um, in my book, I have a little 90-day plan that I recommend to people. And, you know, the 90-day plan involves catching sunrise every morning that you can. Um, and there's scientific reasons for that, but I'll, I'll spare you of that today. You know, you want to catch sunrise, no contacts, no glasses, obviously no sunglasses. Um, there's something that the light does to your hormones. And again, this is science-based, but it's really important. And when you're doing that sunrise ritual, if you will, you know, you're listening to something positive. That's another huge thing. Um, I'm working on a playlist right now. I wanted to get a, like 10 hours of content done on there before I released it, but it's a playlist on my YouTube called Personal Development. And it's just a place where people can go and just really 
you know, they can, they don't have to think. They can just turn that on and it's something that they can have on in the background because I have had, and so have some of my best friends, profound experiences from listening to things like that over time, even passively. In fact, I'd say the majority of my time doing it was passively because it was like in the car or, you know, going on a walk or going on a bike ride, but it works, man. I don't fully understand it. I know what the theory is, you know, that it's going into your subconscious mind. I can't prove that. I don't need to prove it to know that it works. So, you know, I recommend those types of things. I recommend eating organic for at least 30 days and giving that a shot. Um, Basic stuff, simple stuff, you know, things that anyone can go do. Um, And then seeing how you feel after that and really giving that a try. So that's kind of my recommendations. You know, get outside as much as possible. Make sure that you're you're staying accountable and keeping your habits on track and find someone to reach out to. You reach out to me. I mean, I can't talk to everyone, obviously, but you know, I'll be happy to like, if I get enough people reaching out, maybe we make a Facebook group or something just to help each other out with habits. I'm always all for that. I love that type of stuff. And um, you're just, it's really helpful to just find a buddy or a good friend that, or, you know, a family member that you can count on, like to do stuff with and you hold each other to that. So you it's really a multifaceted thing but those are some simple things i talk a lot more about the science of some of the stuff i just mentioned because again i don't want it to be overly simplistic um i understand why some people need some more information i'm definitely that type of person so you can go to youtube and type in evan transu and i talk a lot about light i'm talking a lot about gut health there's a bunch of different things out there that i'm mentioning now and i'm posting a lot more content on these social media platforms than i ever have before so it's at evan transu and everything you can go um Give me a follow. Say, hey, you know, say what's up. <laughs> um, send me any good information that you have or stuff that you think is useful for people. But again, this is a little uh, informal of the podcast. I normally do these things without much planning if I do do it solo. And I think that there's benefit to that, you know, but this is really like last minute, like, oh, cow or <laughs> oh, cow. Oh, holy cow. I need to you know make an episode tonight that still is meaningful, not just making one for the sake of meaning uh, making one, but you know, I had to do it somewhat quick. So I apologize if this seems a little more scattered than normal or a little less structured. But at the end of the day, I hope it was useful. Um, and if you guys have any comments or questions or you want to just share things that you're going through, please always feel free to reach out. Um, again, anchor.fm slash OMHC. I believe there is somewhere on there that you can send an audio message or an audio recording to me. Um, and yeah, to share what's going on. You know, if you got something going on during this pandemic, if you got something that you just want to say or you feel needs to be said, I will happily listen to it. And if I think it's cool, um, I will share it with the audience next time. So I, I apologize again for missing out on the interview tonight. But you know, I don't think that's going to be a huge deal in the long run. I, maybe this is a conversation that needed to be started. And, you know, if even one person reaches out from this and says, hey, this was useful, then, you know, I appreciate that. And I know that was the right thing to do. So, guys, you've been listening to another episode of the Overcoming Mental Health Challenges podcast with your host, Evan Transu, a.k.a. Mr. Health Coach Ev. Uh, give me a follow on any social media platform, at Evan Transu. I love connecting with other people out there. Um, if you'd like to be on the podcast, you can visit www evan transu t-r-a-n-s-u-e dot com go to the podcast tab and there is a very brief sheet or form at the bottom of the page just fill it out with your name email um, and a brief message of what you're messaging about and it'll come right to my inbox and i will consider um, you for the podcast i will always email back and let you know what the final decision is regardless so thanks for tuning in i will see you guys next week with our interview and um, please just stay safe out there be well and always 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 reach out if you feel like you know you're not doing well i'll talk to you guys soon